Warning, although this podcast revolves around Disney, Disney movies, and Disney-related themes, we have a tendency to use mature language, which is not suitable for all ages. Discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Ocho and Ortiz Disney Podcast. On this edition, we are talking about one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, we're talking a goofy movie. Without further ado, let's get this stuff started. Josh, how's it going? Oh, it's it's going, buddy Dave. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm going. It's going good. It's going good. The last review. Ah, uh, I was gonna say the last review we did was Howard, which technically it was, but yeah. <laughs> Howard's gonna come out before De- the Descendants, which we recorded before Howard. So we kind of switched the order a little bit. So we. <laughs> We recorded Descent and then Howard, but we released Howard and then Descent. So we hope you guys enjoyed both of those episodes. For those of you who couldn't tell, I was really frustrated and annoyed that I had to watch the second Descent movie. I want to. I want to. I want to know what that editing process was, Dave. Because <laughs> you texted me earlier today saying you're dying, and I want to know what happened. Oh yeah, because. We're recording this on August the 23rd, so the Howard episode just released today as of this recording, but by the time this recording comes out, the Descendants the Descendants review will be out too. So I was in the process of editing the Descendants today, and <laughs> at one point you were going on about like Dove Cameron and one of the a- other actors meeting on Descendants 2, and like now they're dating, <laughs> and I'm like, Josh, I don't give a fuck. It, it doesn't fucking matter. And then you're trying to tell me like all these other shows that that the actors from Descendants are in. I'm like, Josh, I do not give a single shit about these people. (laughs) As I was editing it, I was hearing the playback and I was just killing myself laughing. I was dying. (laughs) Is that (laughs) Uh, just thinking about those text messages and when you and then that video that you clipped and sent to me from that? Every time I hear that song chilling like a villain now, I message you and, <laughs> and either tell you I hate that fucking song, go fuck yourself, Josh, or a variety of different things which include the F word in it. Yeah, yeah. D- Dave, Dave, really, realistically, deep down, Dave loves that song. I do not. No, I, no, no. He, he told me before he thinks it should win a Grammy. No, no, absolutely not. You keep saying that that song should have won every award possible, and I keep saying no. But, but we're not talking about the sentence today. We are talking about a goofy movie which is one of my all-time favorite, or was one of my all-time favorite movies when I was a kid. This is actually the 25th anniversary this year. It came out in 1995, and it's been probably about 12, 13 years since I actually last saw it, so I wasn't sure how well the movie was going to hold up, and we'll get into that. But before we do, I do just want to... As always, let you guys know where you can find us. You can find us on all sorts of different podcasts and platforms. We are on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. But our main source of uploading is Podbean, Ocho and Ortiz.podbean.com. You can also find us on social medias. We're available on Twitter at Ocho Ortiz Disney. Facebook, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod, and Instagram at Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. You can also find us on TikTok at Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod, and that's where I post like clips and stuff of the show. So if you wanna, if you want clips of the show to find out what the show's about, you can always follow us on TikTok, and that's where I post those. And of course, if you're able to and if you want to, 
you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. By the time this episode comes out, we'll have already given away the 101 Dalmatians 1000 piece puzzle. So congratulations to the winner of that. Obviously, as of this recording, we haven't drawn a winner yet. But I do want to give a shout out to our first executive producer of the show, the first person to make a $20 Patreon pledge to the show, William L. So he's going to be the first person credited as an executive producer on this show. And if you want to be credited as an executive producer as well, it's a $20 pledge on Patreon. If you want regular producer credit, it's a $10 pledge. And just to have your name read out as a special thanks during each episode is a $5 pledge. We also have $1 and $3 tiers. So if you're able to help us out, I know times are tough right now with COVID and a lot of places around the world still in lockdown and quarantine and a lot of people still not working right now. So if you are able to help us out, you can once again go to patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. And we would greatly appreciate any support you can give us. And I mean, obviously, the best way you can support us for free, guys, is just by liking, sharing, commenting, following us on social medias. But yeah, sharing, sharing our, sharing our posts and stuff, letting your friends know about the show. If you enjoy this show, give us comments, leave us feedback. We're also on YouTube. Obviously, we post these video podcasts on YouTube. So go to youtube.com and search for Ocho and, or- Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod in the search bar and you'll be able to find us there. Now, having said that, let's get into a goofy movie. Josh, is this one that you've seen before? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I remember Goofy Movie was like you, same like you. It was one of my favorites as a kid as well, right? Yeah. Come on, yeah. Powerline? Awesome. Pa- Powerline is so good. So, you know so what's good. What's awesome is when you go to Disney, you see so many people wearing Powerline t-shirts. It's fantastic. As as they should, because, fuck, I wish I had a Powerline t-shirt. I need to go to Disney now and get a Powerline t-shirt. <laughs> October! <laughs> Sorry, I got a little tickle in my throat here, Dave. <laughs> Really, just 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 a just a little tickle there, eh, Josh? Yeah, it's just a little tickle. <laughs> October, hundred eighty-five dollars. Uh, I'll see. I'll see what I can do about getting uh, getting my vacation change, but don't don't overly count on it. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I actually have notes this week on a goofy movie. So Ooh, that way we can uh, you know not stumble over our words. Yeah. Before I do begin, I do just want to give a quick shout out though. I want to try to be positive and give shout outs to other other podcasters. So go check out our friend Holden Albright. He's supported us for many, many years, starting with our wrestling podcast. And he does a podcast of his own called This Is Brendan, where he talks about wrestling, but he also talks about other stuff. So it's not just a wrestling podcast. And Holden's a good dude, so be sure you check out his podcast. This is Brendan. And yeah, let's get into a goofy movie. So the movie starts off with Max having a dream about a girl he likes, Roxanne. And the dream quickly turns into a nightmare for him when Max morphs into his his father, Goofy. And Max then wakes up. And as he as he wakes up, he gets a he gets a phone call from his best friend, PJ. And PJ is like, what are you doing, man? Where are you? You should have been here an hour ago. And this is the last day of school. So, you know, right away you sort of think, oh, he's running late for the last day of school. But that's not the only issue here. They're planning like this big stunt for the last day of school. And, you know, PJ's all nervous because PJ's basically taking his father's video camera without his father knowing and you know you even hear him say his father's gonna kill him if he finds out about this yeah his father by the way is pete yes so his father will kill him yeah so you got pete pete and then you have pj pete which is pete jr pete which (laughs) fucking god fucking fantastic i love it sorry i'm playing with my light tonight because it's really fucking off for some reason today like half my face is completely lit and the other half is in darkness and it's completely fucking me up so 
I'm I'm sorry. I'm constantly playing with the light right now, trying to trying to get things go. situated. There we go. That's a that's a little better. So let's let's do that. Anyways, as I was saying, so Max is running late for school, and he tries to quickly get dressed as his dad comes into the room to clean it. And his dad, being his dad, is kind of also messing everything up as he cleans it. So he's like vacuuming all of Max. He, like he's trying to vacuum the room, but he's like sucking up Max's shirts and stuff. And then he sucks up Max's like cardboard cutout of power line. And that's when Max turns off the vacuum and is like, and tries to, tries to pull it out to save it. And it's, it's damaged. And Max is like, you ruined it, dad. And, you, you know, you ruined Goofy, it. You ruined it. And Goofy obviously tries to apologize, but, you know, Max is a teenager and he's not really having the apology. You know, it's, it's his stuff. He doesn't want his dad touching his stuff like, like most teenagers. So Max tries to tries to save tries to salvage the power line the cardboard cutout and then he leaves the house on his way to school and his dad comes out and at this point his dad is still just wearing like a towel wrapped around his wrapped around his body and like also a towel wrapped around his head like a woman would when she's drying her hair so <laughs> that's all Goofy's wearing and he comes out and he's like Max you forgot your lunch and he gives Max his lunch and gives him a like a kiss on the cheek. And Max is obviously embarrassed by this. And other other kids from school sort of see this as they're walking by and they sort of laugh at him for it. And then Max goes off to school, and this is where he sings his want song after today. And for those of you who don't know, a want song is basically something that is basically a term that Howard Ashman came up with. And having, having seen a lot of stuff on Howard Ashman recently with the Howard documentary and Waking Sleeping Beauty, that term has stuck in my head. And basically a want song is a song sung by the main character of the film, which basically outlines what that character wants and also helps pretty much drive the plot of the movie forward the rest of the way. Because the audience now knows what it is that the main character wants and is trying to go after and what his main goal of the movie is. His or her main goal of the movie is. So basically After Today is a song where Max is singing about how after today he's going to basically be the cool kid. And he's going to have the girl that he likes, Roxanne, and she's going to like fall in love with him and everything. So that's basically the gist of the song. Cause that's, that's what Max wants. So Max is singing this all, all the way to school. And at the end of the song, you see Max standing at the top of the bleachers at his school's football field. And he starts to walk down the stairs and he trips and he falls down the stairs. And there's a couple of jocks and cheerleaders at the bottom and they laugh at him and walk away after he falls down. But also at the bottom of the stairs, at the bottom of the bleachers is Roxanne and Roxanne asks Max if he's okay and Max is like yeah I'm okay not realizing at first that it's Roxanne and then once he realizes it's Roxanne he just completely freezes up and then just runs off because <laughs> he's too nervous to talk to her yeah, he starts doing the whole uh, his, the goofy laugh, the, you know, like a, a hook thing, and like yeah, he, he kind just, of gets he, like tongue tied and everything. Yeah. So we then see Max in the school at the lockers talking to PJ, and PJ has his dad's video camera, and he's he asks Max if he's sure he wants to go through with this, and we then meet Bobby, who's gonna help them out with this with this stunt of theirs, and Bobby is played by Polly Shore. Oh, he's played by Polly Shore? Yeah, you didn't know Bobby was played by Polly Shore? No, but that's fucking fantastic. Yeah, Bo Bobby is played by by Polly Shore and it's one of my all-time favorite Polly Shore characters. And that's got, amazing. <laughs> he doesn't even get credited in this movie. He gets credited uh, Bobby is back in in the sequel, an extremely goofy movie, and he actually gets credited in that one, but he he didn't get credited in this movie. But yeah, Paul, Paulie Shore played Bobby, and I absolutely love this character. Yeah, no wonder the voice sounded so familiar. <laughs> oh. 
Cheddar. Oh my god. Now I now I know it's him. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Right? Oh, Bobby was fucking fantastic. He was he's hilarious in this movie. He's only got a couple of scenes, but fucking funny in all of them. Yeah, he he's fantastic in each one. And so Bobby is going to help them with their with their scheme, with their plan that they're that they're pl- trying to pull off. And we then see the school auditorium where the principal, Principal Miser, played by Wallace Shawn from uh, from Princess Bride and many, many other movies. But most people will know him from Princess Bride. Inconceivable. So (laughs) Principal Miser is giving an end of the year speech to the students. And before he actually gets on stage, he's introduced by Stacy who's basically Roxanne's best friend and she's also the what is it like the the school body president so Stacy is the school body president and she's also like Roxanne's best friend but there you go there's uh, Stacy with the glasses and Roxanne not in the glasses Stacy played by ah shit who's who's the actress that played Stacy I knew it now I can't Jenna Vonoy from from Blossom. So uh Jenna Vonoy played Stacy and I can't remember who played Roxanne, but she the the one that voiced Roxanne went on to play Dr. Lucy for two seasons on ER from Kelly Martin. Yes, yeah, thank you Kelly Martin. So yeah, the, this movie had quite a few big name actors and actresses in it. Well, not big names, but people who went on to do like big time shows, right? Like ER was a pretty big show. Prin- people may not know Wall Sean by name, but they know his role in Princess Bride. So you have these people that were in other big things that were in this movie. So great, good, really good casting for the, for this movie. Yeah, definitely. So Stacy's the school body president. And before she introduces Principal Miser to give his end of the year school speech to the students, she announces that at the end of the week, she's going to be hosting a party and everybody at the school is invited. And basically the the party is going to be a live watch party for the Powerline concert, which is taking place in LA, but it's basically airing on I mean, in the 90s, I guess it would be sort of like a pay-per-view type station. Yeah, yeah. They said it was going to be on pay-per-view, right? For yeah. For the Powerline thing? Yeah. So, yeah, so Stacy was going to do a whole party just to watch the Powerline thing. And that's how you know that this is so old, that they're having concerts on fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Now, now we, just ha- we have concerts in, in, uh, in drive-ins. I was going to say, now we have them on Zoom. <laughs> Oh, no, they're doing some in drive-ins, eh? Did you see they're doing uh, Metallica? Oh, I didn't see they were doing Metallica, but I, I did see that they, they're doing they're doing driving concerts. Yeah, I saw Metallica with Three Days Grace. I'm like, oh, that could be interesting. Except for the fact that it's $200. <laughs> I mean, if you get a full car, then yeah, okay, sure. But like, So after Stacy announces the Powerline concert, she obviously introduces Principal Miser. And Principal Miser is given a speech about how the student should still, like, stay on the straight and narrow during the summer, get some summer jobs, you know, that that type of thing. And while he's giving his speech, Max, Bobby, and PJ are all backstage behind the curtains getting stuff rigged up. And Max peeks out from behind the curtain, and he sees another guy talking to Roxanne. And I think it's, I think it's this guy right here that ends up talking to Roxanne and Max sees that. And so he's basically telling them to hurry up because everything he's doing is to impress Roxanne. He doesn't give a, he doesn't give a shit about anyone else at the school. What he's doing right now is to plant, is to impress Roxanne. Yeah. It's to impress her because he wants to ask her out to the, to Stacy's party. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just wants to ask her out in general, right? Because, I mean, before this before this whole speech by the principal, he didn't even know that there was going to be a party, right? Like, Stacy just... Oh, okay, fair. So, Stacy just dropped it during before the principal came out. So, he's really just doing this to win Roxanne over in general. So, they're backstage. They're trying to rig things up. And 
Bobby then cuts the lights to the auditorium and you see like this big video screen getting pulled up from behind Principal Miser and it's raising from the bottom of the stage to the top of the stage. And then Bobby pulls a trap door on Principal Miser, sending him through the door, through the floor. And all of a sudden there's then a, a video on the big screen that they just raised and it's maxed. It's Max dressed as Powerline, and there you go. There you go. Max dressed as Powerline, and he's he's dancing and sort of doing like a live music video, lip syncing to one of Powerline's songs. Stand out. That's that's the song he's lip syncing to. Oh, okay. So yeah, so they're filming this all backstage because Max is kind of afraid to actually be on the stage in front of everyone. So they're shooting this backstage, but then all of a sudden Max trips over one of the, one of the video wires and that sends him tumbling out onto the stage. And now he's out there live in front of everybody. And Max, PJ and Bobby then have to improvise on the spot. So Max just continues dancing and lip, and lip syncing to, to stand out. And Bobby then uses, <laughs> Bobby grabs a fire extinguisher. A little smokage. <laughs> he, he, he uses the he uses the fire extinguisher as for like a a, a smoke effect. And so as as the fire extinguisher is is filling up the room and it's sort of covering Max, so people can sort of see Max from the waist up, but not from the waist down. You see PJ do like a belly crawl up behind Max, and he attaches. He attaches a hook and rope to the back of Max's pants in like one of the belt loops. And then Bobby then uses that and pulls Max up and starts flying him around, around the auditorium, which all of a, which all of a sudden temporarily changes into a gymnasium because at one point, one of the students oh, gives yeah. Max a basketball and he just dunks it in, into the basketball net. I've never been in a high school auditorium that has basketball nets. So, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, I also don't live in the States, so I don't know what's going on down there. But hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> what school did you, what, what like? East York Collegiate. No, 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 not high school, like grade school. You didn't go to Secord, did you? No, I went to Cosburn. Okay, because Secord had that, now that I'm thinking about it. Their, their, their stage... Secret school, the one that's right near my house here. Yeah, mi middle middle school does that because they don't have the budget for like an actual auditorium and gymnasium. Because Gosburn did that, but in terms of high school, like okay. high high school, the auditorium and gymnasium were separate. Okay, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe 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 this is Max in middle school. I don't know. We never really did find out what grade this was for Max. I'm I'm assuming it was a high school. Oh, it's definitely high school. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I know in, in middle school uh, at Cosburn, definitely we, we had, uh, we had the, uh, we had the stage inside of the gymnasium that we would use for like our Christmas concerts and everything. But yeah, yeah. yeah in, a, in an actual high school, I've never seen uh, an auditorium and gymnasium combined. They've all, they've been separate in, in the few high schools that I've been to slash visited. So, I don't know. So, Max is flying around the room. He does the dunk with a basketball into the basketball net. However, the the concert, Max's concert, is stopped prematurely by Principal Miser as Principal Miser returns to the stage and shuts everything down. He then takes off the, he takes off the glasses, the sunglasses that Max is wearing to reveal that it is indeed Max. Just in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> like it's it's the sunglasses that was really keeping his identity hidden. <laughs> of course it was. Come on, man. Glasses is what works for sure, man. Superman did it. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Come on, that was that, that's that's a great like analogy right there. Yeah, we'll 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 go with it. We'll we'll go with it. So after after the comp. After Principal Miser shuts everything down and, and brings the concert to a close, we then see Goofy at work, and he apparently works in a department store as, like, the photographer. 
I don't know if department stores still do photography. I know that was a big thing back in like the 80s and 90s. Now with everyone having cameras on their on their phones and shit, I don't know if department stores still have photography sections for people to take pictures of their kids. But I remember Zellers used to have that. Yeah, Zellers used to have it used to be huge. It used to be oh, yeah. every department, every big chain department store used to have a spot for people to get photographs of their kids and stuff. I don't know if it's a thing anymore. Probably, probably not. Definitely not as big of a thing as it used to be. But for anyone that wasn't alive in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it was a thing. It was a thing. Before smartphones, before everyone had a camera in their pocket, you would have to go to department stores to get photographs. Well, you, you wouldn't have to, but it was a big thing to do, especially for like special occasions and stuff. So Goofy's working at the department store and he works there with PJ's dad, Pete. And during this scene, Pete talks about how he's going to take PJ on a camping trip over the summer. And Goofy says Max would never go for anything like that. Pete then puts it in Goofy's head that if a kid doesn't want to spend time with his father, it means he's probably running around in a gang and stealing stuff. Because of course it does. <laughs> if you don't want to spend time with your father, you're in a gang. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Steve, are you in a gang? Not currently. I mean, in my teenage years, man, when I was rebellious. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think I've seen that picture of you assuming the position against the school wall. <laughs> Me, White, and DJ Barbeau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... Pete puts it in Goofy's head that Max is going to join a gang because Max doesn't want to spend time with Goofy. And Goofy says that, you know, Max is a good kid. He would he would never get caught up in stuff like that. And then we cut to the principal's office and we see Max sitting outside with the principal's office with Bobby, who has made the Lean Tower of Cheesa in his hand <laughs> out of a can of spray cheese. The Leaning Tower of Jesus. <laughs> Fuck, how did I not know that was Pauly Shore? <laughs> hey, Max, check it out. It's the Tower of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so He's got such a fucking distinct voice. He does. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> so they're sitting outside waiting because at this point, PJ is inside the principal's office getting talked to, and presumably Pete's been called about the incident. And you see, you see PJ walk out, and he just has this distraught look on his face, and he's basically like, "My my dad's gonna kill me," and he just walks by, basically like in a zombie state. And Bobby gets called into the principal's office. And he gives, he gives Max his can of, his can of spray paint. And he's like, Max, guard this with your life. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently the, the cheese spray is the most important thing to Bobby. But, but, so as Bobby's in the office, Stacy and Roxanne walk by and Roxanne sees Max and she walks up to him. But Max doesn't see her because he's like holding his head in his hands, like looking sad and, and dejected and everything. So he doesn't see her. So you see Stacey sort of like try to cough to get his attention, like, <clears throat> and that doesn't work. He doesn't look up. So Stacy tells her to to tap him on the shoulder, which which she does. So he she taps Max on the shoulder and that jolts Max awake and they start talking about Max's dance and power line. And Max is like, yeah, like I was, I was doing the dance from the new power line video. And Stacy's like, yeah, I know. Or sorry, not Stacy. Roxanne's like, yeah, I know. And she's like, Stacy's, Stacy's holding a party next week for the, uh, for the power line concert. And Max is like, yeah, I, I, I know I, I was going to go to that. And this eventually leads to Max asking out Roxanne to the Powerline concert at Stacy's place. And Roxanne says she would love to go with Max. 
and Max is all happy about this, and he starts dancing, and he ends up dancing the mamba with the principal, with the principal's secretary, <laughs> and uh, then the principal comes out of his office with Bobby and sees Max dancing with with, with the secretary, and I forget exactly what Bobby says, but Bobby sees it and he's like, "Yeah, Max, move with her, groove with." Her. <laughs> Fucking Bobby is the best in this fucking movie. I, I absolutely love it. So the the principal, on the other hand, Principal Miser, obviously is not thrilled about this and tells tells the secretary to get Max's father on the phone immediately. We then cut to a conversation between the principal and Goofy over the phone. And the principal is basically telling that, uh, is basically telling Goofy that Max is in a lot of trouble and he makes it seem like Max's stunt was worse than it was. And he tells Max that, it, or he tells Goofy that if Max keeps up this behavior, that he's gonna get himself in trouble. He's gonna end up in jail or even worse, he's gonna find himself in the electric chair. And <laughs> obviously, this, on top of what Pete had already said to Goofy earlier, you know, just makes Goofy completely dejected as he hangs up the phone with the principal. And so Goofy's looking, looking completely dejected, but he looks up and he sees, he sees like a little statue of like a fisherman at the store and he gets an idea in his head and you hear him say Lake Destiny. And basically, he's he, now his plan is to take Max on a fishing trip to Lake Destiny, which is a place he had gone with his father when he was younger. So, we then see Max outside of the school at the end of the day, and he's getting cheers and accolades from all the other students, and he's basically become a hero. He's now the cool kid at the school. And, you know... Everyone starts chanting his name. They're like, Max, Max, Max. So Max is riding a high and feeling good and feeling popular. And as he gets home, he then sees his dad dressed up and carrying like luggage bags and stuff to the car. And Max asks Goofy if he's going somewhere. And Goofy says, yes. So Max responds with, cool, have a good time. And if you're gone more than a month, drop me a line. Something, something to that effect. And Goofy then tells Max that they're going on a vacation together. And Max gets a horrified look on his face. And it gets worse for Max as Goofy reveals that they're going on a fishing trip. And Max tries to fight and protest against going on the trip. But eventually Goofy throws Max into the car and tells him that they're taking this trip because Goofy doesn't want to see Max end up in the electric chair. And Max obviously does not know what the fuck his dad's talking about. And he's, he even says, says as much. He's like, the electric chair? What are you talking about? But, you know, Max's fate has been decided. He's going on this fishing trip with his dad, whether he likes it or not. His dad has thrown him into the car and buckled him up. And as they're starting to drive away, Max is thinking of all the things that he's going to lose by going on this trip. And then he realizes that he's going to lose Roxanne. So he, he, he tells his dad, Goofy, that he needs to make a stop. So they stop at Roxanne's house and Max knocks on the door and he's greeted by Roxanne's father. And Roxanne's father is just like this big giant dude that really doesn't say anything. He, he just, just growls at him. He just growls and stares down Max. And Max is like, does does Roxanne e even live here? And then eventually Roxanne comes out and she's like, Daddy. And so they end up talking and Max is like, Roxanne, I'm really sorry, but I can't go to the Powerline concert with you because my dad wants to take me on this stupid trip. And yeah, so... She doesn't believe him. Yeah, she, she doesn't believe him. She... She thinks that he's just, he, he just like is turning her down and rejecting her. So, you know, she gets like this heartbroken look on his face, uh, on her face. Sorry. And she's like, that, that's okay. I can just find someone else to go with. And Max hears this and he's like, no, 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 no. 
And then he makes up a lie on the spot and he's like, Roxanne, the reason I can't go with you to watch Powerline at Stacy's house is because my dad is taking me to the Powerline concert in LA. And Roxanne's like, your dad is going to drive across the country just to take you to a concert in Los Angeles. And Max is like, yeah, uh, my dad, knew, my dad knows, knows Powerline. And, you know, they, they go way back. They used to be in a band together. And, and, you know, my dad and I, we're going to, we're going to be, we're going to be on the stage with Powerline for the, for the final, final performance at the, at the concert. So that, that's why I can't go with you. And Roxanne buys this, buys this excuse and is like, okay, have fun. I'll, I'll, like, I'll see you on TV or, or whatever it is she ends up saying. Feel free to jump in if you have anything else you want to input. No, you're getting it great so far. <laughs> the less talking you have to do, the no, happier you are. No, 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 no. It's not even that. It's just you got a, you got like a rhythm going, man. Max did say that he was going to wave to her. Yes. The- yeah, he said he was going to wave to her on TV from the from the concert. So Ro- Roxanne is is lo- now looking forward to that. We then see Goofy and Max in the car, and Max is not not having a good time at all. Like me watching a Descendants film, just not <laughs> not enjoying it whatsoever. Wait for the third. <laughs> Dear Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so Go- Goofy sees that Max isn't really having a good time. He's just sitting in the car, staring out the window. So Goofy decides to try and play like a car game with Max. So he pulls out a list of all the games, car games that him and his dad used to play when they were traveling. You know, just, you know, if anyone's gone on a car trip with their parents, like when you were younger, you know, the like punch buggy, like spot, spot the car, that, that sort of thing. Just dumb random games. Yeah, yeah. Just dumb little games to, to pass the time. So Goofy tries to play a car game with Max, but Max isn't having it. So, you know, Max is half-heartedly playing the, playing the, not even half-heartedly, I would say. Like, there's just no interest from Max at all. Like, the game they decide to play is called Man or Woman. So basically, you have to say if it's a man or a woman, and then you sort of give clues, and then the person has to guess who you're thinking of. So Goofy says man or woman, Max says man, and Goofy says man, huh? And you see Goofy think for a bit, and then you hear him say, is it Walt Disney? And Max is like, yeah, it's it's Walt Disney. Like, just completely not giving a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like, is it Walt Disney? <laughs> like, he's apparently Walt Disney's a thing within Walt Disney movies. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're aware of each other. <laughs> yep. That's that was there. I wonder if I wonder if Walt Disney is supposed to be their god. You wonder if Walt Disney is what supposed to be like their god, Jesus, oh, their creator. Probably not, but they probably know of like Walt Disney. Like I'm sure Disney Studios exists in their in their world. Like Goofy had it on Goofy's car key on his keychain. It's a it's the letter. It's the Disney D on his keychain. Huh. Did you did you notice that uh, this is going back? But did you notice in Max's room, his telephone was Mickey Mouse? No, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. When his phone is ringing, his and he picks up his phone, it's Mickey Mouse. Well, there's also two instances of of Little Mermaid popping up in the, in the movie too. Once yeah. once was in the auditorium when Max was doing the uh, was doing the number, and the other was later on when they're staying at the motel. There's like a Little Mermaid nightlight type thing. Yeah, and even when they were about to go on that, when, when when Max is like, oh, where are you going? And he's like, are you going alone or whatever? And he's like, no, I'm going with my best friend. And he's like, oh, who, Donald Duck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so lots of lots of kind of self-aware references in, in this movie. Like even, and we're going to get to it in a sec, but there's even cameo uh, cameos by Mickey and Donald. So we'll get to that in, in just a sec. So... You know, Max is half-heartedly playing the game, and then once Goofy says Walt Disney, Max is like, yeah, Walt Disney. Like, you can tell he just doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) And then Max turns on the radio, and Goofy's like, oh, you want music, huh? My dad and I used to listen to this all the time, and he pulls out, like, an eight-track cassette tape, 
and he puts it on and it's just like the worst fucking song like high hopes we've got high hopes (laughs) like just so fucking terrible so max (laughs) max tries to turn it off and turn the radio back on so they fight over the music and then all and then because of that because they keep fiddling with this with the car stereo that eventually breaks and then they have no music altogether. but then goofy starts to break into song and he starts singing on the open road and during this song that's when we see a cameo from mickey mouse and donald duck they're on the uh, they're on the side of the road are they hitchhiking or are they trying to fix the car i can't exactly remember what it was they were doing but they were they were on the side of the highway yeah i, I honestly don't even remember them <laughs> I don't remember seeing that part. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Goofy is determined to take Max to all of the spots that Goofy visited with his father when when Goofy was a kid. And their first stop is the Possum Posse <laughs> Jamboree, which is basically like a knockoff of Disney's Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> I was going to say, for real life people, at least in Canada, I was going to say Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, but it's it's supposed to, it was supposed to be like a, a nod to, to Disney's Country Bear Jamboree. That, Country Bear Jamboree is fun. But yeah, it's, it's, it's basically for Canadians like Chuck E. Cheese. Well, I guess like Americans too, because Americans have Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, do they? As far as I know, because I hear Chuck E. <laughs> Cheese references like in Family Guy. Like back in the back in like the early two thousands when I was watching it, but yeah. So Goofy is obviously obviously having a great time at this possum posse jamboree thing, while Max very clearly is not having a good time. Um, Max just wants to get the hell out of there as soon as he can. After the show, Goofy is posing for some pictures with a couple of real life possums, and in the process, totally embarrassing Max. And before he posed for the picture, he bought himself and Max, like, a pair of matching possum hats. And so, Goofy is just being as embarrassing as he can. But Goofy doesn't see it that way. Goofy's just, like, having fun and trying to have a good time with his son. But Max and everyone else around them just thinks, like, he's this oddball. Like, you even... You even have like a kid that's that's at this thing call them Dork and Dork Junior. So, but Goofy is posing with the possums, and then they take a they get the picture taken. But like the tree branch that they're hanging off of breaks, and one of the possums goes flying into Max's shirt, and Max is trying to get it out, and Goofy thinks that Max is just like starting to dance. So he gets in and dances with Max and everybody's around looking at them, pointing and laughing. And eventually Max gets the possum out of his shirt and walks through the crowd and walks out to the car. He tries to get into the car. The car is locked. So he he keeps on walking towards the highway and it's starting to pour rain now. And Max is just trying to hitchhike to get the fuck out of there because he doesn't want to spend another moment with his dad doing this stupid shit. And then, you know, Goofy comes up to him and he's like, Max, what what are you doing? And that's when Max is basically like, I'm trying to get away from you. And they get into another argument and they eventually get back into the car and Goofy drives off to their next destination. Sad and a little heartbroken. But the next destination that they arrive at is a camping grounds. And Goofy is putting his stuff in in the tent. And the tent is then overrun, well, the entire campground basically is overrun by Pete in this super deluxe monster RV. And so, like, the RV parks over top of Goofy's van, and Goofy gets out of the tent and tries to stand up, and he hits his head, and then he realizes that he's under under the RV. So he gets out, and then that's when he sees Pete, and, you know, Pete and him are talking, and Max sees Pete there, and he's like, is PJ around? And Pete's like, yeah, he's inside somewhere. So Max goes inside the RV to to talk to PJ, and PJ is sort of distracted. He's dancing, listening to music while vacuuming and cleaning the RV, and Max is basically laughing at him. But once PJ realizes that Max is there, 
they're sort of talking to each other and PJ reveals to Max that everybody in town has heard about Max going to the Powerline concert. And Max then reveals that there's one person who doesn't know about the Powerline concert, and that's his dad. And then you see a separate conversation with Pete and Goofy, and Pete tells Goofy that he's got to keep Max under his thumb, no matter how much Max tries to fight him, because that's the only way that Max is going to respect him and stay out of trouble. And Goofy then tries to... so. Max and Goofy get off the RV and uh, Goofy tries to teach Max how to fish and he shows them shows Max the perfect cast which is a casting technique that was handed down from his father. So he's showing him the perfect cast and the end result of this is that Goofy ends up catching Bigfoot. <laughs> and so Bigfoot comes across and starts chasing them down and Pete's wondering what's going on, what the whole commotion is, and then Pete sees Bigfoot, and Pete's like, Pete hightails it the fuck out of there. He puts everything <laughs> back in, he puts everything back in his RV, and he just takes off. Meanwhile, Max and, and Goofy just like jump into the in, into the car for safety, and they 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 want to try to drive away and, and get away from Bigfoot, but they can't. Because Goofy's searching for the for the car keys, and then all of a sudden you see Bigfoot outside, and Bigfoot is holding up the car keys. This then just leads to a couple of minutes of a scene of Bigfoot just doing crazy, stupid things and entertaining himself. At one point, while Max and Goofy are trapped in the trapped in the car, you see Bigfoot put on like a couple of socks. And he's doing like a sock puppet show to entertain yeah. himself. <laughs> and then at another point, he somehow manages to get a Walkman and staying alive starts playing on the Walkman. And you see, you see Bigfoot start grooving and start dancing. Doing the staying alive dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just, just a couple fun entertaining scenes with Bigfoot. Meanwhile, Max and Goofy, as I said, are stuck in the car. And they're trying to cook a, uh, a can of soup. And Goofy uses the cigarette lighter from, from the car to, and he uses that to warm up the can of soup. And he uses his, his two front teeth to bite a hole into the can of soup to open it up because Max is wondering how they were going to open up the can of soup once it was warm. And that's, uh, that was Goofy's trick to just open it up using his teeth. Bigfoot decides to sleep on the roof of the car. And Max and Goofy realize that they're going to have to stay there overnight. So they decide to sleep inside the car. Max wakes up in the middle of the night due to Goofy and Bigfoot both snoring. Max kicks the glove compartment door in frustration. And the glove compartment door pops open. And the map for the road trip falls out. And Max sees the map. And he sees a pencil. And he takes, he takes the pencil. And he erases the, the, the destination of Lake Destiny and he redraws the map route to go to LA. And we don't see how they end up escaping Bigfoot, but the next day we do see Max and Goofy at like a truck stop roadside diner. And Goofy announces that he's going to make Max the navigator for the rest of the trip. Goofy then says that Max can pick all of the stops from that point on. And we then get a montage of Max and Goofy doing things together. At first, it's mostly things that Max wants to do, like going on roller coasters, going to a monster truck rally, things of that nature. We then see Max sort of become more sympathetic to his father and starts to choose to do things that his father would enjoy as well. So like they stop at the House of Yarn, they see a mime, they go to a baseball game together. Because Max knows that it's things that his dad would enjoy doing rather than just doing things that Max would enjoy doing. They then stop at a motel. And this is where we get the second reference to Ariel from Will Mermaid. There's a Will Mermaid nightlight in the, in the motel. And while they're stopped at the motel, while they're at the motel getting ready for bed and everything, Pete stops by with the RV and he wants to plug in the RV, I guess, just to charge it up. And uh, he's like, 
it's just a teeny tiny wire. It'll be just a minor inconvenience. Meanwhile, he brings in like this huge fucking shit ton of wires that has, that has to connect to, to the RV. But so at one point, PJ and Max are in the room just talking to each other while, while Pete and Goofy are out. But Pete opens the door and he overhears PJ and Max having their conversation. And they're talking about Max changing the map to go to L.A. So Pete hears this and he finds Goofy in the hot tub of of his RV. And, you know, he tries telling Goofy, like, your son's your son's lying to you. Your son changed the 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 route on the map. Like I overheard PJ and Max talking about this. And Goofy, Goofy has a hard time believing that, you know, Max would do such a thing. And he doesn't want to believe it. But at the same time, he's kind of dejected, thinking that it might be a possibility. So you see Goofy walking back to the car. And you see him sort of start to reach for the glove compartment. But then he doesn't. And then you see him bang on the dashboard. And the glove compartment pops open, just like it did for Max. And you see Goofy glance at the map and, you know, obviously the, the, the route has been changed and he sees that Max has changed the destination to LA. We then see Goofy and Max back driving on the road, but not talking to each other. And there's a turn coming up on the highway and Goofy tells Max that Max needs to make a decision. Which way do they need to go to continue on the vacation? Do they need to turn left? Or do they need to turn right? Obviously, one way turns to the destination at Lake Destiny. The other way turns to where Max wants to go, Los Angeles. And Max is panicking because he wants to go to L.A., but he also doesn't want to like let down his father. And then at the very last, last second, Max finally makes a decision and tells his dad, I think it was go left. And that puts them on the road, uh, on the highway to, to Los Angeles. And you see Goofy get mad and, and, and frustrated because, you know, Goofy realizes that Max has chosen to, to go to LA instead of, instead of Lake Destiny. Goofy eventually pulls to the, uh, pulls off to the side of the road, still angry, obviously knowing that Max chose the, the route to Los Angeles. And Max is trying to talk to him and Goofy is obviously angry and not really talking to Max. He's giving him like snapback type answers and Max just leans up against the car and the car starts rolling downhill. And so Max sees this and he tries to get his, his dad's attention at, at first his dad doesn't, uh, his dad's like, what about the car? What you want to drive now too? And, and Max is like, no, dad, the, the car. And Goofy turns around and sees that it's rolling downhill. So they both try to run after it. And Max eventually, I guess the skateboard, Max's skateboard falls off the top of the roof where all the luggage and stuff was tied to. And so Max grabs his skateboard and skates towards the car with, with Goofy. And so they get back, they eventually get back into the car and the car, eventually falls off a cliff and lands into like a river or a lake more like a river i guess like a stream and so now they're they get out of the car and they're sitting on the roof of the car as it's as it's going downstream and you know they're still mad at each other and then you know you sort of get like you get sort of not a montage, but a dissolve from them being angry at each other to Max explaining his position and like letting Goofy know why he did what it is that he did. And Goofy comes to understand and, you know, Max tells him about Roxanne and everything. So they, they sort of make up and that's when we get to the heart to heart song, Nobody Else But You which they sing as they continue to sit on the car as it flows down the river. At the conclusion of the song, Max... Er, it's at the conclusion of the song where Max tells his dad about Roxanne and the Powerline concert. And after that, we then see that the car is heading directly straight towards a waterfall. And so Max and Goofy are trying to figure out how they're going to survive this. Spoiler alert, they do. 
Sorry, I'm just trying to cut down on time, so I'm going to rush over some parts now. But they end up surviving the, the drop of the waterfall. And after that, we then see Max and Goofy sneak into the Powerline concert. They basically accomplish this by stowing away in like equipment luggage. So Max is like in a, in a drum bag and in a drum case. And Goofy is like in a, in a guitar case. And they get separated while they're backstage. And we then see them trying to find their way around backstage looking for each other as well as basically trying to find their way on stage. Cause that's the, that's the major plot here is Max trying to get on stage for, for Roxanne, but they're also trying to find each other now that they're separated. And while we're seeing them walking around backstage, we also get cut, a cut scene to Roxanne at Stacy's party, waiting for Max to show up at the concert as the concert's going on. And she's starting to look worried. And Stacy's like, don't worry. He'll be there. Don't, don't worry. And we then get back to, to the Max and Goofy backstage. And Goofy finds his way on stage through this like electric ball type thing that was going to be a part of the performance. And Max is running away from security and Max runs up into the rafters onto like the lighting rigs. And so this ball that Goofy gets into gets, starts raising to the stage and cause it was underneath the stage. And it starts raising and then all of a sudden like bolts of electricity hit the hit the ball while Goofy's inside it and that causes the ball to open up and Goofy comes tumbling out and Powerline kind of like looks at him like what what the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see Max Goofy, looking Goofy, what's that? Say Goofy looks up at Max and Max is like, do the do the perfect line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see you see Max on the lighting rings and you know down. Hey, Dad! Dad! Do the perfect cast! So, Goofy does the perfect cast, obviously without a, without a fishing rod, and Powerline sees this and basically turns it into a dance, and while Goofy's on stage with, with Powerline, you see the security guard that was chasing Max, he's now up on the lighting rig as well, and the lighting rig sort of snaps and starts to fall, but you see Max grab onto a rope and sort of swing down onto the stage, and, you know, the security guard at one point grabs onto Max, but then he, he, Max sort of swings the security guard right into like the giant video board that's on stage. And then the <laughs> giant video board explodes and the crowd starts cheering because, yay, we just saw somebody get electrocuted to death on a giant <laughs> video board. <laughs> so, and then Max uses the rope to swing down on stage. And so he starts dancing with his dad and Powerline and all of the backup dancers. And then we, we cut back to Stacy's party and you see Roxanne smiling and happy that, that Max is actually there. And, you know, you see everybody at the party start to do the, the perfect cast dance. So everyone's having a good time. And then we then, we then cut to Max and Goofy returning home. But Max stops at Rock, at Roxanne's first to, to tell her like what happened and basically to tell her that the whole thing was a lie. So he talks to her. He's like, I, like my dad doesn't know Powerline. He, he never met Powerline before the con, before the concert. Roxanne's like, what do you mean? Like you, you were on stage with him. So Max explains the whole situation. And he's like, I'm sorry I lied to you. I just wanted you to like me. And that's when Roxanne reveals, like, she's liked him since the first time he, it, she heard him do the, the, the goofy laugh. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to attempt that again. I promise. Um, so they, they agree to go on a second date. They were, they were going to do it that night. And then, and then Max is like, wait, no, we have to do it another time. I've got plans with my dad tonight. And she looks at him and he's like, no, no, seriously, honestly, I've got plans with my dad. So she's like, okay. And so they do agree to go on another date. And meanwhile, you see Goofy trying to fix the car after everything the car's been through. And he's kicking on the, uh, the bumper of the car. And then all of a sudden the car explodes and Goofy gets shot up into the air. And he comes crashing down through the, uh, through Roxanne, the roof of Roxanne's porch. And then, Max officially introduces Roxanne to his dad. He's like, Roxanne, this is my dad. Dad, this is Roxanne. 
And then the movie ends and we get a, a re replay of the song Eye to Eye as the as the credits roll, which is just a fantastic song. It's one one this this soundtrack is just so good. So so good. But yeah, so so that's the end of end of a goofy movie. Josh, what what were your thoughts on it and what what rating are you gonna give it? Oh, I love this movie, man. It's uh like you said, one of my favorites from my childhood as well. Uh, it's been a long time since I watched it, but I just I remember I I to I and Powerline was fucking awesome back in the day, and I forgot how funny Bobby was, and good to know that fucking Paulie Shore was the one who did the voice. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a seven. Seven, okay. Yeah, I I wasn't I wasn't sure how well this movie was gonna hold up. Like it was one of my my favorites when I was a kid, as I said earlier. Like this came out in 1995, so I. At the time this came out, I would have been like nine, I think. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a December baby, so I would have been nine at the time this came out. And like I said, I haven't watched it since maybe 2008, 2009 was probably the last time I saw it. And I was surprised how, how much this movie still held up. Obviously, there are out-of-date references like the Walkman, department store photography... There's a lot of things that, you know, people of today's generation watching it for the first time might not get, but at the root of the, at, at the root of the plot, like, it's a, it's a father-son movie. It's about growing up and, you know, kids trying to become more independent from their parents and their, their parents not wanting to, to let go of their, let go of their babies. So, you know, it's, the, the story still holds up through, through time. And the music, my God, the music is still so, so good for the most part, for the most part. There are a couple of songs I could do without, but for the most part, like all the Powerline songs are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the, the song that Max sings on his way to school, that's, that's phenomenal as well. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna, man, I've been thinking all day after, cause I rewatched this movie earlier so I could take the notes for this. I've been trying to think of what, what I was going to rank, what I was going to score it. And I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Ooh, that's high. Yeah. Yeah. That's high. What's the highest you've given? Nine? Howard got nine and a half. Uh, Howard got nine and a half. Okay. I don't know how Descendants 2 didn't get a 10 from you, Dave. <laughs> because that movie was horrible and wasted two hours of my life, <laughs> which I will not get back. Three hours, three hours if you include the recording of, of the podcast and probably close to maybe 10 hours once you take into effect all the editing that I have to do for the audio and visual parts of the podcast. Oh, you're going to hate me. <laughs> you're just going to hate me. What do you mean going to? <laughs> <laughs> just for the amount of dis- decoms I'm going to make you watch? Oh, man. That's fine. That's fine. We've got Christmas movies coming up soon, so... I know. That's gonna be... Oh, my God. (sighs) But, as we said at the beginning of the show, guys, you know, we would greatly appreciate your support, and the best way you can do that for free is by going to our social medias and giving us a follow at Ocho Ortiz Disney on Twitter, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod on Facebook, obviously, and Instagram at Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod and TikTok at Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod there as well if you want to listen to short clips from the show. And obviously, the most important thing you can do to help us out for free without costing you a thing is just by listening to the show. We are available on most major podcasts and platforms. We're available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our main source of uploading is Podbean. Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod dot Podbean dot com. And guys, like we said earlier, please feel free to share the show if you like it. Tell your friends where, where they can find us. Share us on social media. Subscribe to us. We, we've, we do the video portion of this podcast. It's on YouTube. So if you want to watch the videos of the podcast, go to YouTube, search for Ocho and Ortiz Disney Podcast there. And again, if you're able to support us financially, and become our patron on Patreon. We would greatly support, uh, appreciate it if you would do so. Patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. Again, we understand it's a tough time. A lot of people are out of jobs, not working. That's why we're saying if you're able to, 
please do so. We would greatly appreciate it. We've got $1, $3, $5, $10, and $20 tiers. And once again, shout out to the first executive producer of the Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast, William L. He's a $20 patron pledge on Patreon, which gives him an executive producer credit. So thank you, William. We appreciate your support. And anyone else who supports us in the future, we greatly appreciate it. But like I said, for free, the best way you can do is just share us and spread us around on the social medias. Before we go, Josh, do you have any final words this week? I just want to say thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back again soon. Maybe we'll have a Disney update? Because by the time this comes out, this is coming out what? This is going to be coming out around the third week of September. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, so, yeah, maybe we'll have a Disney update or something. Maybe, we'll see. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. All 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 right, guys. As always, whether you're listening or watching to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, Whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're watching or listening to this, we appreciate you watching and listening to this. We thank you for watching or listening to this, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. There we go. I'm just uh, adjusting my screen a little bit. Your screen. My screen. You're you're a towel. You're a towel. <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> Fuck, I love Tally, and I love the fact that he's working with Randy Marsh now, growing weed. Yep. So fucking great. Anyways. That's the melody to funk a towel. <laughs> so.